Got an old car? You can donate it, whether it's running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation and save a life. They'll even come and pick it up for free. The United Breast Cancer Foundation has saved hundreds of women's lives through their free or low-cost breast screen exams. But now they need your help. The United Breast Cancer Foundation wants to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And donating your old car, SUV, or truck, whether it's running or not, helps pay for them. Plus, you get a charitable tax deduction. Help the United Breast Cancer Foundation save lives by donating your old car, SUV, or truck. Call now for free pickup. 800-280-2144-800-280-2144-800-280-2144. Call right now. That number again is 800-280-2144. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with Denise Dirks. Cal Hunter is our producer. We have Todd Cunin to my left and six feet apart. Uh, what a wonderful show we have today. Uh, our phone number is 855-LAW-RADIO. Or if you want to email us, you can email us at info at Radio Law Talk. Let me tell you, it, it is going to be probably the most interesting show uh, that we've ever had. I'm going to tell you this because Cal has no idea what I'm doing. Well, that's a high standard. For I know we, that is. It's a very high standard, Cal. Wow. Uh, and so what, what I've done is we've been – Denise keeps track of this. We're three and a half or almost four years we've been going with this show. How many years, Denise? About three and a half? Three and a half. Almost yep. four. Getting close to four years of this show. You can round up. That's <clears throat> I'm going to round up. And, and, <laughs> well, I round down with my age and up with everything else. <laughs> and my so, weight. Round down with my weight. <laughs> my, my weight, I round down. <laughs> but here's the issue, those of you who are first joining us. You know, we, we have – we do copious – we take copious notes – we have uh, an analysis we do prior to the show. We look at the latest uh, trends that are that are cruising. And and as I grew up as a lawyer, and I started my law practice in 1992, I've always been one of those write it on a piece of paper. When I would talk to the jury, I would have those big, you know, what do you call those big pieces of paper that you'd that you draw on instead of, you know, what do you like a teacher uses? Yeah, like, what, like the like big a, old. Yeah, not like, a like on an easel. Button. Like yeah, on an easel. Yeah, that, yeah, giant yeah. notebook on that's an easel. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is me. And that has been me to this day because that's just the way I, I work and function. And in fact, Stuart Galbraith, that's a, a, a shout out for one of my partners in my firm, is the same way. And he's a phenomenal trial lawyer. I am freestyling it today. I am. I decided I'm going to go 100% no notes. I was even going to bring something. And I'm talking freestyling on my paper stuff. Okay, um, just, I'm just yeah, checking yeah. it. I might be a freestyler in many ways. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I did not even go in there. This I knew that. The... I saw the small. I knew what he was thinking. I knew exactly what he's thinking. What? what? And this I said to the... myself, Do I say that on the air? And I said, oh, Yes, no, no. I will. Okay. This is the equivalent to show prep commando. That's exactly <laughs> right. As long as it's limited to show prep commando, <laughs> I'm <you>. okay. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting here, and I thought, <laughs> Listen. 
listen, I'm sitting here and I thought, you know, I'm just going to have one piece of paper and a little pen. And one word on the paper, and, commando. And commando. <laughs> you don't stop it, Cal. I will commando. I'll walk I'm over there. No, no, no. Commando. Okay, sorry. Okay. I'm, so, I'm sorry just, I brought it up. Just the fact that you have to think about what I what I look like in a... Uh, that's enough. To, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so okay. here we Moving go. So she's already stopping me. So this is exciting because I'm not going to look at anything. I am doing nothing. I don't even... Uh, now, I will look at my, my iPhone because I do have some of the notes on the iPhone. Uh, but I, I'm going to completely freestyle today. So so do you think it's going to work out or not? Denise is giving me this look like, oh, my gosh, here we go. I'm thinking that Todd and I are going to talk a lot. <laughs> no, 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 no. I will be talking legalities because I've studied it, and I know what we're going to talk about. So uh, I want you just to hang on. Remember, this is the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative show on earth. Uh, you can call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. But here's the important thing. Remember, we're not giving legal advice. Uh, seek local counsel. And uh, look, if you want to use our name or anything we say here, the only the most appropriate place to use it is at home when the family comes over and the in-laws are over. And they always say the word they or, say. Or if you're driving between Burley and Oakley, Idaho, and you got somebody sitting right next to you. Yes. And you say, well, I heard this is what I heard. And you, you say right back, yeah, well, Radio Law Talk, which is on now on K-Bar Radio. By oh, the it way. is. Yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, okay, K-Bar, welcome. Here's what they're going to hey, say. Hey, uh, yeah. let's welcome someone else while we're at it. K-T-U-I, Sullivan, Missouri, 1560 AM and 94.1 FM, Sullivan, Missouri. K-T-U-I has just cool. added us. Thank you very much. So we if are you, growing it, in, in, tell me about Sullivan. So, so if you all out there in Sullivan, Missouri, if you're driving between Franklin and Crawford counties in Missouri. Good local reference. Nice you job. You can yeah. go ahead and quote us as long as you're still in the car. Oh, that's that good. You could, you could do that, you know. You know, on Radio Law Talk, I heard. <laughs> What's this area? Now, I know Sullivan's a small town, which we love small town radio sh- uh, stations, but it, it is actually, it, pr- it pushes out further than Sullivan. What? What type of yeah. area is that? Is it a farm what area? What metro it, is it near? It, it's a it is. I mean, the population's uh, around 7,100. Oh, just the, the actual Sullivan. Uh, just the actual Sullivan City, but then it pushes out, and th- their operations are also available online. So, nice. you know, no longer limited by the constraint of the wattage of your transmission tower, you can go worldwide, probably except for North Korea www.radiolawtalk.com. We're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to do a case or no case. Those of you in Sullivan, Missouri, case or no case is everybody's favorite, which where Cal sets up a scenario for us. We're going to go into that in a minute. We're going to talk about the Wisconsin Supreme Court. If you haven't heard what the Wisconsin Supreme Court did, you are under a rock right now. So we're going to talk about that. I think other states are starting to follow what the Supreme Court's doing. At least they're getting emboldened. Let's put it that way. Um, and then we've got uh, issues concerning, we talked about the ammunition laws in California, how a federal court overturned those ammunition rules. We're going to give you the latest update on the appellate courts, what they're saying. And then we're going to go into uh, a number of other issues and other cases that we've been talking, that we're going to talk about. But before that, Kate, do we have time just to start? Sure, I'll give you the setup. The okay. setup. Here we go. go. Now it's go. time to play Case or No Case. I hope I do. See me she, writing, Cal? Yes. See me writing? Uh, yes. She was a beautiful milkmaid and worked in a dairy farm. He was a doctor who recognized that the world had a problem every 12 years. Smallpox. But milkmaids rarely, if ever, caught the deadly disease, which wiped out roughly 10% of the population every 12 years. 
That's because cows get a disease called cowpox, and milkmaids were exposed to it all the time. So this doctor wondered about the connection. What about this? So Dr. Edward Jenner tried something he heard legend of from tribal Africa, taking a small bit of live goo from a cowpox pustule and putting it into a child, making a little cut and putting it in there. And so uh, Dr. Jenner alerted the medical community, you're gonna be doing this, hey, gonna be. and- Oh, whose child? <laughs> it was, uh, it was a, a physician's child. Okay. It might have been uh, his own. I don't yeah, recall. Yeah. Anyway, some doctors in the community, Harvard-educated, very top-notch guys, all said, he's crazy. And one doctor sought counsel and said, if you do that, you could turn future humans into cows. Oh. And that's what he what wanted. What year was this cow? About. Round uh, number. 1700s. Oh, wow. So I ask you, I'll start with you, Denise, today, uh, if that is a case. See, she was studying that paper. Case or no case? What and say she's you? she's writing. And see, I can't write. And Todd, 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 Todd's got his computer in front of him, but I have no uh, no notes. And, and where was this out of what state? Well, he was in England, but this all happened. He went to England later because of all of that. But it was in Massachusetts near Boston. Because in the 1700s, that was probably yeah. the main, probably the hub. was. But seriously, smallpox was terrible in the, yeah. Uh, yeah. at that time. Yeah. Ter- every 12 years, 10% of the people gone. Yeah. Wow. So he'd, he'd have to, the doctor that wants to stop him would have to be filing for an injunctive relief, right? Yep. Trying he to he stop said, you've got to stop it. it. You're going to turn us all into cows. Stop, stop, stop. Turn us into cows is the part that makes me feel like it's not true. It's a moving <laughs> part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry. Utterly Glad absurd. You're right. Utterly <laughs> absurd, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Glad I didn't have to write that down in my notes. You guys are milking it. <laughs> oh, God. There you go. <laughs> Thank the trifecta. You. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am going to say that this is a case, mm-hmm. and the doctor that brings the suit wins. Okay, good. All right, and I'm not going to say because we have one minute le- less than a minute. We have 40 seconds left, and I'm going to sit there and drag this out so I don't have to answer. I have time to think and pontificate later about whether or not the milkmaids. I mean, you issue. have cows. Do your, ca- do your cattle get cowpox? Uh, I haven't they asked va- them lately. I didn't talk I to mean, are they it. vaccinated against it these days? I don't know. Apparently. All I think there's this big vaccination called eight-way, and that's what we give them. Oh, eight-way. It's just eight-way. Eight yeah. Yeah, it's oh, it's eight- probably against eight things then. Yeah, probably is. And actually, you give them an additional one, but we just we just give them those an shots. An eight-way booster. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, we're going to be back. This is Fred Pitney, the host of Radio Law Talk without any notes, but still... The brilliant mind is going to do just fine. We'll be back after this. <laughs> Fred continues to fly commando after this on Radio Law Talk. Stay tuned. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. 
Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of the concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call. 916-259-4043. 916-259-4043. Concussion Medical Clinic. I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car wash, 100 feet of cloth. Washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. I'll spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack. Car wash, get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road and come visit the dog. Quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? All right, then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti consilius me oriere por questus purpurium juris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English, if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's, Let's have, have Todd, Todd do it. it. Me? <laughs> Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <clears throat> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general... The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com as well. I like the Amadrosa Valley. Go to the website, radiolawtalk.com. You can listen to the show there, and there's a lot of other good information, too. That's radiolawtalk.com.
Yeah, we're talking about this uh, smallpox. Was it smallpox? No. Uh, yeah, smallpox. Yeah, smallpox. Yes. Yeah, and, and yeah, the yeah. Uh, Cow, cowpox. Yeah, well, cowpox and the and the Molly and the uh, milkmaids. That's right. That's where that came from. Where they would not get smallpox because of the fact that they were hanging out with this the cow. There was a cowpox that somehow they're immune. Well, uh, I think uh, you know what, Cal. That's clearly a, a, a true scenario. The question is, is it a case? And I'm going to say, Denise said it's not a case. It's a scenario, but not a case. No, I said it was, it was a, case, a case, and oh. the doctor wins Ben Junction. Oh, I'm going to say then the opposite of Denise. So I'm going to say it's not a case. <laughs> I'm saying it's a scenario, but not a case. I like it. You're entitled to your opinion. Mr. Kunin, <laughs> what say you, my friend? Well, I'll give the uh, un- unspoken combination at this point i'm going to say it's a case and the doctor with the idea to inject wins because you went with the the doctor that gets to stop him yes so i'm going to say that he wins and that this you mean the cattle the doctor who says we'll turn into cows wins no no the the guy who does the injections the guy who the guy with the bright idea he wins and, and i will say that this ends up being the precursor of what leads to uh vaccinations and inoculations so huh. that's how this all started. Well, it is a fascinating story when you think about it, even, isn't it? Even if it's one that I found in Grimm's fairy tale. Now, let me ask you this. For those of you who say oh, this was a case, yes, who would that be? Pitty's that would smart. be, it is, it is a case. Oh, yes. Commando, man. Uh, oh, that's what uh, I get for not As Homer those. Simpson would say, commando. Now, now. Oh. Just to flesh this out, the child became violently ill for about two days, then healed up. It was a miracle, they all said. And from that, he was immune for the rest of his life. In 1796, British doctor Edward Jenner demonstrated that an infection with a relatively mild cowpox conferred immunity against almost everyone so they wouldn't catch smallpox. Cowpox served as a natural vaccine until the modern smallpox vaccine emerged in the 19th century. And you're right, Todd. That was the beginning. But the roots of this go even farther back to the preacher who started, who was responsible for the Salem witch trials. Yes. He thought he was a scientist, and he heard about this same thing in an African tribe and tried to get the world to recognize it, and nobody did. Huh. But what's interesting is... he's in, burning witches. That's the problem. Well, that was too busy. kind of crazy. Right? Well, they were busy. They had witches to drown. But yeah, the, it's well, interesting. It's <laughs> crazy. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's just interesting Dark. to think that when we get in a crisis or a pandemic, that's when real medical innovation begins, isn't it? Or they yeah, start thinking... Won? Well, oh, well, the, so, oh, the, yeah, the, the, the British doctor won because all of a sudden, people so in I Boston... Right. Yeah, no, I was wrong. People, yeah, people in Boston noticed, hey... Not as many of us are dying, <laughs> you know. And he That's said, "Well, yeah, awesome. it's because we're we're you know injecting." More so there more was people. a lawsuit filed, but the guy who came up with the injection one. technique won. Yeah, you got two points. Fred yes. got one. Denise I got, got two. No, I got zero. I got, got one. Two. No, Denise won. Todd two. Zero. We're on the honor from code Missouri, here, guys. That is how case or no case goes, and it's Dang about it. getting points. Why is it important to get points? Because radio law talk, it's all about getting food. That's why I weigh so much. Whoever wins and gets 50 points first, that person, the other hosts, have to pay. But you get to yeah. round down yeah. before the Radio yes. Law Talk meal. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So I, I, I'm going to take you guys all out for sushi. Well, that'll be easy. You say you're going to lose? What's the point score? <laughs> no, I'm going to win. Well, no, the, no, you won't take. Oh, I see. We're going to pay for your uh-huh. sushi. Uh-huh. Oh, good, because sushi. I'm not going to eat much sushi because I'm a, I'm a. <laughs> 
born. I'm a, I'm a farm boy, so I don't know. Hey, let's let's talk. You, you have a caller. Go ahead. We have David on the telephone. David, what do you want to talk listener. about? David, you want to talk about my uh, commando stuff or something else? <laughs> oh, no. No, I was uh, more... Okay, good. Yeah, no. In, <laughs> good, good, good answer, dude. Kind, <laughs> kind of standard tort law. Uh-oh. You know, just like uh, if, um, if I was a landlord and I encouraged people to come onto my property, but I had broken stairs and rusty nails laying around and, uh, you know, the banister to the, to the balcony was wobbly, uh, if I encouraged people to come onto that property... Uh, you know, if uh, if I warned that landlord ahead of time of the danger, and that landlord didn't do anything to repair it, uh, I'm calling you from California, where you get triple damages if they were warned and they refused to deal with it. Treble, now, you treble if the I hear about this COVID uh, epidemic, and one part of the government is encouraging me to wear a face mask and stay inside, and the other part of the government is saying that uh, you ignore the other side of the government, uh, where are the torts going to come down on this? Good question. And, uh, what uh, then comes out is which side, uh, for example, Center for Disease Control. Uh, they already put together a great big, beautiful list of uh, instructions for churches, for yep. Do's and don'ts, uh, yep. businesses, all sorts of different things. And the other side of the government told them to, to stifle it. And they've, they've basically told uh, one side of government to censor information about how to protect, how to protect ourselves. David, thank you. We're getting a little short on time, so we're going to give you your answer on the li- online. And thanks for listening to Radio Law Talk. We're here. We're David, here. Thank, thanks. So, David, good question. Sorry to cut you. We got, we got one minute, almost one minute left. We have to get off the air. But uh, I'll probably answer it as much as I can off the air. Um, I mean, uh, when we come back. But... Very briefly, I'm a member of what's called the American Association for Justice. It's called the AAJ. And I have just been, and this is not a, hey, pat me on the back, but I've been in seminars talking about coronavirus, how it affects businesses, and what's going to happen to businesses. In fact, we're trying to figure out who's the California chair and co-chair. So I'll probably at least be the co-chair, maybe not the chair. But uh, it is very complicated is the answer right now. Nobody knows all those answers. Plus, there's a business immunity movement in the latest federal bailout bill they're trying right. to get passed. And there's right. a lot of – in fact, I just saw a recent email from one of my partners out of New York that said basically – and you know him. He's a phenomenal trial mm-hmm. lawyer um, – that basically said the government's trying to make these rules and regulations as fast as they can to – limit the liability of businesses and such and usually in a in a lease situation when there's a landlord tenant the landlord requires the tenant to have insurance that right. protects against any of the invitees that are invited on the property right and usually has the le- uh, tenant list the landlord as a beneficiary of that policy as well but can they get can they be liable for COVID-19 coming into that apartment or someone bringing it? And the answer is, we don't know yet. But I'll talk a little bit more about it when we get back from the break. We'll be right back. Thank you, Fred. Thanks, all of you, for listening to us on Radio Law Talk, whether online or on your favorite radio station. We are here every Saturday Pacific, 9 to noon. We'll be right back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. All well, they say this Uncle services. Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Dish, dish, dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108. That's 800-814. Is this real life? Are you serious? Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. So David had a great question uh, before the break, and David was basically bringing up the issue as a landlord. Someone like Trips and Falls, you know, they can sue the landlord, they sue the the landlord or do they sue the individual that owns the apartment and what about COVID-19 by the way we've talked about uh, there's a number of lawsuits already starting against the cruise lines there's one against Princess Cruise Line that and uh, Carnival concerning an individual who got COVID uh, on one of the cruise lines and, and that's starting and and the issue is is what what's the liabilities going to be and how's that going to equate uh, the first ans- answer is we don't know at this point <clears throat> but and, and uh, what we talked about during the break was is the most important thing that's happening is right now the government's scrambling to, to pass laws and regulations concerning whether or not there's liability and lawsuits. And then Denise brought up a, a very valid point about workers' comp that Gavin Newsom in California said what? He just he can't, can't... shifted the burden of proof onto the employer. So if, if, the, um, if an employee gets sick, um, the presumption is that the employee got sick at work, which is a terrible presumption. Right now, it would be the burden of proof would be on the employee to prove that they got COVID in the workplace. That shifted to now this what the employer has to prove that they didn't get it. Which and then, and to no prove way. a negative is just impossible. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's no way, huh, Denise? And that's what. Uh, Why do you want to kill all the small businesses? That makes no sense to me. Well, here's the interesting thing about it. How do you prove with COVID the way it is now? First of all, it's in its infant stages. It, and what we do as lawyers, what is a lot of the cases uh, depend on? Experts. Yep. You hire experts and what the experts say. Right now, 
I don't know who's the expert, and the expert's going to say, I'm not quite sure right now. Yeah, and you know, to get to David's question, and I think this also leads to your question, your statement here. When you use the example, because David had used the example about inviting somebody onto your property, and you have some hazardous conditions, like maybe there's loose floorboard, floorboards on the stairs, and somebody falls through and breaks their leg. Well... It's the, the causal connection between those two, even though there may be defenses, is a lot clearer. You know, the stairway broke, you broke your leg. The causal connection for how you contract coronavirus isn't as clear. Now, California has said, well, the presumption would be that you got it at work, but it's still something that insurers can fight against. And the reason this is going to hit small business owners is because you might be thinking, well, it's not going to hit small business owners because they have workers' comp insurance. Sure, but as insurers go to fight these claims, that's got to be paid for somehow, and the small business owners are going to pay for it by having their XMOD, their, their premium increased. And what are one of the things that increases the premium? The number of work comp claims yeah, that claims. are filed. You know, I, what, I, what I thought, this is what I thought would be an easy solution. Okay, Governor, you want to provide for people that get sick on COVID. Why put it on a responsibility on the shoulders of small business? Why not say it's going to qualify for state disability? Hello, sure. yeah. why not do that? Right. that? Let the state pay that. That's well, why you're smarter than the governor. But state disability premiums are paid by the small business. I mean, that, that's what, who we use. We use state, the state disability insurance fund. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to go up anyway. Look, you know how it is. Car insurance goes up because there's an accident. It's just how it's going to be. It's going to go up, 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 up. It it is, but the difference is the increase on this on to the employers for state disability will be normalized more over all employers than increases in the premiums for work comp. Because because in Fred's business, let's say Fred has one. Work comp claim because of that. Well, that'll affect his work comp premium because of that one claim. But Denise's business has five. Because well, I'm dealing with children. I'm dealing with right. a lot more. She's going to be hit a lot harder by this presumption because now those five claims are going to act to increase. Whereas disability takes into consideration that it doesn't matter where they got it. They're not able to work. And where is your risk? Your risk is in essential services, right? So it's going to be the essential services, small business, that really bear more risk because they're they're going to, by nature, um, have more um, claims. Sure. Yeah, if you want to call in 855-LAW-RADIO, tweet us at Radio Law Talk. We do have an Instagram. Uh, it's uh, Radio Law Talk. We do have a TikTok now, by the way, and which, by the way, this we're going to get into the TikTok stuff later. We're going to talk about Wisconsin Supreme Court, but... TikTok is having some issues about being sued uh, concerning children and their uh, actual face recognition issues. So that's go- that's going to happen. But COVID-19, I think it's going to be very difficult to prove where and how you got it and whether or not a business is going to be liable for it. I guess what they can argue is, well, you didn't follow the proper procedures. Well, what's the procedure right now? It's all over the board, and and the the courts are are saying this is right, that's wrong. Every governor is different. Every county is different. It's nuts. One thing that you have to keep in mind is I believe the liability is going to come down to two primary factors, which is when did you contract the coronavirus, if you contracted it and what was generally known through the public from everybody about the coronavirus and how it's contracted and how at it's gone that time. at that yeah. time because that time. in, in right. january everyone was being told oh, you can still travel 
it, you know, it's not person to person. It's not that bad. And then by March, it is you got to maintain six feet distance, and this thing will live for five days on your clothes. And you yeah. know, so it's it depends on what was known at the time. And not only that, it's good damages. I mean, the vast majority. But statistically, they, it's like having the flu, and they're going to say, "Great, but there's what are your damages? You had the flu, similar to a normal flu." Cal, go ahead, Cal. You yeah, Josh was on the phone. He's got a good question for us. Josh, go ahead. Josh, go ahead. Oh, uh, well, I think he was addressing it, kind of. But uh, I was just saying, they're addressing COVID as something different. It's a virus, and uh, we have the flu virus. We have right. a whole bunch of other types of viruses. Uh, that we've had for many years before. Right. So Why is yeah. this one different than any other right, Josh, so, that we've had in the past? Right, Great Josh. Question. So what you brought up is what I started to say is, what are your damages? The vast majority of time, like you say, Josh, they're going to say, well, what are your damages? Well, you had the flu-type symptoms, you know, flu-type symptoms. Okay, even if you went to the hospital, people go to the hospital for flu and, and come come out so i guess it comes down to if they pass away then there's a, a a greater damage but how do you point who do you point the liability to who's going to be at fault and my issue is and the big question is for lawyers is okay uh like like we said it, it depends upon the time period this occurred and what the latest experts knew at that time which is very little by the way right now right and who knows what's going to happen so hey go ahead todd this well, is todd had a point this is the thing I and, and i like this call because it piggybacks on that because you said you know in the past we've had the flu we've had this and how is this any different and this is what scares me about this particular situation because let's assume hypothetically that somebody is able to bring a wrongful law Lawsuit, a wrongful death lawsuit because of COVID-19, and they are able to ultimately win an award. My fear is the floodgates that then get opened for the annual flu and for everything else that has never led to a cause of action for the most part up till now. Every parent that, you know, thinks their kid's okay and they send them to school and the kid's got the flu and now everybody at the school's got the flu or head lice gets it. Anything that could be contracted from one person to another, which basically outlines almost Every sickness that people get, you get it from somewhere, now becomes a legal cause of action. That slippery slope is going to be very right. slippery, and that's what scares me. We will be so litigious, even more so than we are now. Josh, that was a great, great question. We appreciate you calling. Thanks a million uh, for following Radio Law Talk. But you know what? Here's another issue I was going to tell you. is is, is uh, I don't have notes in front of me, by the way. Remember that? Uh, so I might divert a little bit and, and talk about something because <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. I'm, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm basking that's, in the warmth. That's why that's I good. always have notes because I forget what I was going to say. I have absolutely no idea my point, and it was a very valid, smart, intelligent <laughs> point. I have no idea what I was saying. He has a great memory. It's just short. <laughs> Well, let's talk about that. Any other COVID you want to talk? Because we're going to move on to the Wisconsin Supreme Court. The only other thing I can the only other thing I can think about with COVID is I'm waiting for the class action international lawsuit to be filed against China for for this for for Mm. monetary damages for their handling of the situation initially and claims allegations that they didn't provide timely information that actually ended up leading to the spread. I'll be curious to see if that happens. Well, see, like I said, we've already talked about, there's already lawsuits with the with the, uh, um, uh, the, the shipping 
yep. companies though. Cruise, Princess cruise, cruise, and cruise line, Princess, and and we've got uh, 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 Carnival. How's that going to work? You know, did but there are there's according to the allegations they knew it about it in advance and didn't do anything uh, at least appropriate to care for it. But again, this is back February when, when nobody. Well, no, really there's knew. still there's still a couple of cruise lines out there that can't. They can't, can't come. Can't they can't, can't come to any docks yet. Well, we're going to be back. We're going to talk about Wisconsin <laughs> Supreme Court and how it has turned a lot of this COVID-19 on its head. We'll be back. And if you sue China, how are you going to collect? <laughs> you can collect in the States. <laughs> there you go. Radio Law Talk right here. We'll continue. Just a minute. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Dick, 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 Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108, that's 800-814-5108. Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of the concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call. 916-259-4043. 916-259-4043. Concussion Medical Clinic. This is Frederick Penny, Todd Cunin, and Denise Dirks with a personal invitation to you who have a business that could benefit from a little national exposure. Radio Law Talk is heard in more than 35 markets across the United States, and Radio Law Talk provides that opportunity. Some of you have listened to the show and thought, my business should be advertising there right now. We agree. So email info at radiolawtalk.com, and we'll get right back with you. Let us help your business grow in multiple markets. Email info at radiolawtalk.com now. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. 
ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. Infectious diseases spread by pests like malaria, Zika, and Chagas disease are causing a worldwide health crisis. Fortunately, here at home, we don't face the same level of threat, but we shouldn't let our guard down. Mosquito-borne diseases like West Nile virus and Zika are impacting communities across the U.S., and Lyme disease spread by ticks is on the rise. Whether around the world or just around the block, get the facts you need to protect your family at PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. Oh, stop it. This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. So 855-LAW-RADIO, if you want to call in, again, 855-LAW-RADIO, or uh, tweet us at Radio Law Talk, or go to our Instagram at Radio Law Talk, and Facebook at Radio Law Talk. If you want to email us, it's info at Radio Law Talk, uh, because uh, those of you who listen to us uh, and enjoy this show like we enjoy it, uh, sometimes your local radio sh- uh, station carries it for one or two hours. Uh, you can jump right into our website at www.radiolawtalk.com and click on live the live button, and then you can listen to us live. Again, we're Pacific Time, 9 to noon, every Saturday, live. So, uh, But anyway, uh, the Wisconsin Supreme Court is, uh, is throwing a wrench in this uh, COVID-19 coronavirus thing, especially for governors and city officials and state officials, even maybe the United States, uh, uh, you know, uh, President Trump, when they came down this week and struck down Governor uh, Evers' order uh, to stay at home and said it was unconstitutional and said, no, businesses can open and, and, and you guys don't have to stay home. And that's what's causing Supreme Court. So how this works, just so you know, it's like, what's the next step? The next step is... They'd have to take it to the United States Supreme Court because this is this is the law of the land when it comes to the state. There's no higher law than the Supreme Court. And there's some interesting things that Denise is going to get into in a minute um, about why this was done now. And if it, they would have waited a little bit longer, why the ruling might have been different because of what the justices were. Because it was, it was a close split. Was it 3-2 or 4-3? Three. Four, three, four, three. So, and um, one of the conservatives went uh, went and wrote the dissent with yes. two liberals. Yeah, and so that's what the funny thing is. Everyone's like, oh, the liberals won't lose it. No, with this COVID-19 coronavirus stuff, it's really not a conservative liberal thing. It may to some degree be, but a lot of it's crossing the lines because it's affecting everybody. But but what happened, uh, Denise, is they, they found that that was unconstitutional, but one of the... They uh, found, I don't know if it was unconstitutional, they found that the governor had they had overstep. set up, had set up um, a, an oversight, right, kind right. of committee, and right. so then they came up with these rules, and then the government issued an order based on that, and what they found was he was supposed to submit his plan to that committee, and then they were supposed to come up with the rules. Right. And, so it was like just a, a little bit of a deviation in the power structure of the Which governor. is unconstitutional. 
Well, I guess it would be it state is. constitutional, yes. right? Yes, and what it's un- what's unconstitutional is, and I'm glad you're getting into this because I'm just kind of laying it out, is is who's making these decisions? It's not the government. It's the bureaucrats is what the argument was. Is It's like the, the, the health department uh, that is a bureaucrat that, that's appointed by – that's just an employee that's coming up and saying this is what we're doing. No, they're not allowed. It has to go through – the 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 uh, elected officials and they make the decision sure yeah. for accountability purposes right so, yeah. right yeah. you know we, we were talking for example uh, earlier about workers compensation and here's a classic example of how rulemaking works the legislature sets up the whole idea that look we need to have a workers compensation system in our state so they set it up and they said there's going to be this board and then they say and this organization is authorized to come up with the rules that that organization will follow. And those are the codes that we all see. But there's a rulemaking process that they have to follow that oftentimes requires public notice, the opportunity to be heard, this whole thing. So and you that, can kick them out of office that, if you don't like what they did. That's right. And so you have all of this stuff that happens. And what the court said here is, look, this decision to close was something that should have been subject to the rulemaking process. That's right. You didn't follow it, so go back to the drawing board and do it again. Everything you came up with is gone. Right. The plaintiffs in this case were Republican lawmakers, and they're saying we're not getting a seat at the table and helping make this decision. That's exactly right. And under their law, the health services secretary um, should have issued regulations through a process known as rulemaking, which gives lawmakers veto power over the agency policy. So the legislature had no power over this uh, structured Bureaucrat. policy. Bureaucrats. Bureaucrats yes. who, who really do not have any... Uh, I'm going to call it skin in the game. Oh, yeah, we do. We can be fired. Yeah, it's difficult to fire exactly. them. And let me tell you a quick story. Can I tell you a quick sure, story? Sure. Um, uh, just off the side is... And there is a, a directive that came down that said golf was allowed, right? You can now go play golf. This was a few weeks ago. Um, and the government said that. Well, guess what opened up? miniature golf courses and they followed all the guidelines they had they had distancing and guess what the health department came and shut down the miniature golf courses and what, <laughs> and what did the health department tell them again this is not an elected official what did the health department tell them distancing nope no. the health department told them oh that uh, golf doesn't mean miniature golf Oh, really? Where does it say that? Oh, yeah. oh their definition. I got yeah. you. Yeah. And my yeah. point is, is exactly what the you know, Wisconsin Supreme Court said, which is the problem is that's a, a bureaucrat making that decision that needs to go through our legislation and our government to, that makes that decision. Right. Sure. And, and in, in, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, in Wisconsin, prior to this, there had been a lot of difficulty with people on both sides of the aisle, the Republicans, the Democrats, and the governor working together. They, they had a hard time getting things done. And so what that really precipitated this lawsuit, and essentially the, the argument on the part of the plaintiffs was, wait a second, we're supposed to work to get things done, and if we can't come to an agreement, things don't get done. You can't circumvent the process if, after we negotiate, you then exercise this authority to go in and take action carte blanche. And and I think that the court agreed with that. It, what a great it, argument. It circumvents the political process right. and, and the representative process that not only the United States, but each individual state is based upon. Now the interest- who, who is held accountable? Exactly. But the others because aren't. they're the ones that are voted in. So if this little committee says this is what we need to do, and the elected officials didn't have a say, 
Come election time, the elected officials are still the one on whom the blame is laid. Now, the interesting thing in this is after the court, well, when the court indicated, I guess, where they were going with their decision, at some point, the Republican plaintiff said, what we'd like is for you, is for the court to rule in our favor, but stay it for a week so that we can then negotiate with the governor, and try to get everything done. Okay, listen carefully, those of you listeners. This is, it took me two, three times to catch this. Repeat it one more time, and listen. This is very, very interesting that Denise was bringing up. So the plaintiffs asked the court, if you rule in our favor, we would like the ruling to be stayed for one week. Which is weird. Yes, so all of the provisions will stay in place for one week to give us an opportunity to negotiate with the governor and those on the, the other Democratic side. Governor. The Democratic governor. The Democratic governor and the legislature and everything so that we can come up with new rules to put in place. And the Supreme Court, Wisconsin court said, mm. nope, this is what you wanted. And if it's a violation of the law, we agree with you. We're not going to sanction the continued violation for another week goes into effect immediately. Now, this is an extremely conservative um, court. Uh, there's five. Right now, it consists of five um, to four. Five conservatives to four um, liberals. Generally speaking. Generally, generally speaking. speaking. Yeah. But what had happened is that one of the conservatives just lost a seat, and the new person that won is coming in in August, and they were a liberal. So can you imagine if this had happened in August? This might have been a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. We don't know. It didn't go strictly right. party lines. Yeah, because because the, 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 the one conservative went with dissent. Wrote the dissent. Yeah. Tell you. I was just going to say this is proof to me when a legislature is at loggerheads and they can't break loose and the court has no right to interfere. It's proof that our system of government works because if people don't like that, they can vote out the legislators that don't do anything. I mean, there were times in the last eight or nine years when Congress couldn't get anything done. And I said, yay, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Yeah, and in Wisconsin, yeah. apparently the Supreme Court judges are elected officials as yes. well. Yeah. Yeah. So so the effect of this is that the bars are now open, the public places are now open, and, and people can go there. And, and the point that I want to make is that just because the court lifted the stay, the, or lifted the regulations... That the that had been promulgated, the general awareness about the perceived dangers of the coronavirus have not been lifted. If somebody goes to a bar, they're still going to the bar fully well knowing that they could contract it, but it's their choice to do it. Well, we've we've, we've killed an hour. Fred Penny went commando. Has not looked at a note. Does not have anything written. This has been a wonderful <laughs> hour. If you want to join us, hang on. We're going to talk more law. We got more things to discuss including Elon Musk and some interesting thing that he's doing. Boy, is he is he saying, come get me. And then uh, if you don't, if you don't uh, hear us on your radio station, go to our website and uh, join us live. We'll be back next hour. More invigorating discussion is coming up right here on Radio Law Talk. If you'll stay tuned, we promise we'll be back next hour, six minutes after, online or on your favorite station if they're able to carry us. And they don't care us, call up and ask them why. We'll be back. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
and age, it's refreshing to find a company with values that match yours. And it's even more extraordinary when the products they make exceed your expectation in every way. That's what Michael's Naturopathic Programs has done for over 30 years. With more than 50 tried and truthful high-potency formulas, Michael's Naturopathic Programs give your body what it needs. No more guessing what herbs or vitamin, amino acid, or mineral you need. With Michael's, it's all in one bottle. From cardiovascular support to weight management to nervous system support to detox and cleansing and more, Michael's Naturopathic Programs work. They have to. Michael himself has been giving them to his family from the very start. Visit michaelshealth.com and get your tried and truthful formulation today. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S health.com. M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S health.com. Get a special discount when you input the code Pastor Greg. That's Pastor Greg for your special discount. 